Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, Dr. Ross Green here. Welcome to another edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child. We do this on the first Tuesday of every month, except in the summer, and this is the first Tuesday of December. Um, Yes, the holidays are almost upon us, often a very stressful time of year for caregivers, and we can talk about that if you wish. As you all know, the callers always take top priority on this program, and we have a caller already from area code 304, so that is where we are going to start, and it looks like this call is from West Virginia. I also want to welcome Kim Hopkins, our Director of Outreach to the program. Uh, Kim, welcome. Thank you. Sorry I was late. No worries. Uh, West Virginia, what's on your mind today, if indeed it is West Virginia that you're calling from? Are you there? Sorry. (laughs) We are. No worries. Um, So I have a son who will be 13 in a week, and he is um, diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD. Um, He's always struggled at school. Um, this this year, our biggest struggle at school, um, well, I could, there's a laundry list, but um, in English and math, he's, he's completely shut down. He doesn't want to do work, um, and I know that's too big of an unsolved problem, <laughs> problem um, but basically any day of the week, you could say uh, problem doing X worksheet uh, in math class, and it would yeah. apply or when he comes home, it would be problem doing X math sheet at home. So um, I'm not sure how to drill into that. I mean, his answer when I do ask, um, it's boring. He doesn't feel like doing it. Uh, he doesn't see the point. Um, and he'll go in waves where he might do some work and then a week or two weeks where he won't do work. Got it. And I guess here's question number one. Do you feel on the basis of the drilling that you've done with him so far that you understand this well enough yet? Um, Well, sometimes he'll use the word that he's having, that it's hard. And so Mm -hmm. when I ask what hard means, I think sometimes – the hard is that it's boring, so he it, it would just be too much effort for him to fill it out, or hard that he doesn't see the point in it, so he doesn't want to put in the effort, you know, to fill it out. Um, sometimes I think it's how how much time it would take to fill out the assignment. So if it's something that would be really simple to do, he might be more willing to do it. Um, and then there are times that it could be hard because it's more complicated, you know, more, more steps to the problem. So 
it might be different. So that's why I'm having some problems. So my next question is, um, and I'm paying attention to your words very closely here, you're saying you think. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the answer is no, that I haven't felt like I could drill deep enough. Good. Well, that's good to know because I do think that there is more information to be had here. Um, we'd like to know what there's the next, there's sort of the next level of inquiry so that you can understand what's getting in his way. I would say you don't at the moment. You've got some hints. I would say you're in the ballpark, but you don't know where your seat is yet is a good way to think of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I would recommend that you reference the drillings. Now, is he, um, as long as you know the right questions to ask, is he um, forthcoming with information? Um, well, I mean, I, I can't seem to get past the it's boring. I don't see the point in doing it. So I don't know. I don't know if he is not able to put it into words, if he doesn't understand it himself, you know, or it's obvious to him and he doesn't feel like he needs to tell me. So, so I don't know if I'm asking the right questions. So uh, we don't want you to feel pressure to ask the right questions. We just want you to um, drill for information, probe for information in a way that makes it more likely that the information will be forthcoming. Have you seen the drilling cheat sheet on the Lives in the Balance website or in whatever resources you've been accessing to learn about the model? I have. I probably haven't looked at it recently. Got it. I would put that baby in front of you mm -hmm. while you're drilling with him. And I would probably concentrate on strategies number one, two, and eight. I think okay. eight strategies is overwhelming when you're relatively new at doing this. So only worry about drilling strategy number one, which is reflective listening, simply mirroring what he said, and then asking a clarifying question or making a clarifying statement like, how so, or I don't quite understand, or can you say more about that, or I'm confused. Uh, that's going to be your number one drilling strategy. So you don't have to guess at what he's saying. You can just ask for more clarification says it's boring active listening is it's boring can you tell me more if he says I don't see the point reflective listening you don't see the point uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean that's reflective listening and what it does is it takes the pressure off you to feel like you need to read his mind and know what he's saying. Am I making sense? Mm hmm And I, another that, thing you said is I'm not learning anything. When I did ask one of those questions, I remembered he said that. So then I would need to reflect that too. You, you would reflect everything he says. This is your number one drilling strategy, right? The minute you feel like it's, the pressure is on you to understand what he's saying, 
when you really don't, do reflective listening. The minute you feel like you need to guess at what he means, do reflective listening instead. Mm-hmm. Strategy number two is asking W questions. Who, what, where, when. We tend to stay away from the question why. Um, what's hard for you about that assignment? Um, what's boring about it? Who, what, where, when? And what's going to be the most common one you ask there? That's strategy number two. And strategy number eight is summarizing and asking for more. That's where you're recapping what you've heard from him so far, the different concerns you've heard from him so far, and you're asking for more. And here's the deal. It's probably going to be more. Um, which means that you're going to be summarizing and asking for more multiple times in every empathy step before there's no more. I would only worry about those three drilling strategies. Okay. With reflective listening being far and away number one on your list. And with you trying really hard not to feel like you need to intuit what he's saying or read his mind, or guess at what he's saying. Now, one more piece. Let's say you are truly sticking with those three drilling strategies and you're running into the diminishing returns, we might call it. Then you can do some guessing, what we might call educated guessing, or what we might call hypothesis testing. Um, then your guesses might actually come in handy. But you'd rather hear it from the horse's mouth. And so all we're doing here is saying is the reason you don't have as much information as you'd like yet because you could be drilling better, let's see if drilling better gets you more information. If drilling better doesn't get you more information, then you may have to guess. Yeah, and now, I, um, as you, I, I'm just I'm, and I'm I'm jumping ahead, but you know, once we drill and then we're trying to come up with the the problem solving, you know, then all of a sudden I have to include the educators who don't necessarily want to go along with what the problem solving would be. So that's kind of another barrier I have, like even if I figured out what the problem was, (laughs) how to get them on board to actually come up with solutions they think are acceptable. Because right now they think it's acceptable to let him sleep or let him not do work and just get zeros. That involve other people. But that doesn't preclude you from going to them and saying, listen, I talked with um, Johnny yesterday and learned some very interesting things about some things that he's been struggling with. Are you all interested in hearing about those things? Then you'll find out if you're dealing with a brick wall. (laughs) Do, Do you already feel like you're dealing with a brick wall? I do. What do you anticipate their answer will be if you say, listen, I 
got some information that I thought could be useful to you all from Johnny yesterday about why he's been having difficulty, ba 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 ba. What do you anticipate um, they're likely to say? They're likely to say that he's able to do it on some days and not others, so he's choosing not to do it, um, and that he should suffer the consequence, which is getting a zero. (laughs) We need to prep you for that, too, don't we? (laughs) That's that's kind of what I've got so far. Well, here's the deal. It's good that they've noticed that he can do it on some days and not others. Here's what we also hope they'll notice. They don't know why he can do it on some days and not others. Them them thinking that he's choosing to do it on some days and not on others is them just using the classic response when, in fact, they don't know why he can do it on some days and not others, just, just defaulting to the status quo of why he's able to do it on some days and not others. And... Another, and you have information that they don't have on why he can do it on some days and not others. You could even ask him that question and then help them know what they don't already know. And then if they are wildly enthusiastic about consequences, address, see, here's the interesting thing. Consequences end up making no sense whatsoever once we find out what's really getting in a kid's way. The reason consequences still make sense to them it's because they actually don't know why what's getting in his way yet. They don't know why he can do it on some days and not others yet, but you might be able to give them that information. And what we hope happens is that once they have that information, if they're willing to be even slightly open-minded, if you can crack that door open just a little bit, um, consequences make no sense. What I've been saying to some of the educators I've been working with lately is, you have all the time in the world to do a consequence all the time in the world, an idea. Find out what's getting in the kid's way first and then decide if a consequence is really going to address what's getting in the kid's way. And my attitude is if that's what everybody was doing, no one would have use for consequences because they would learn that what's really getting in the kid's way is something a consequence wouldn't address. Yeah, I mean, they they like to use the words oppositional defiant, even though he's never been diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder or anything. I have a great sense of what you're up against, but you are up against, and I hate to put it this way, but you're up against some folks who don't know what they don't know, which sounds bad. But if they're still thinking a diagnosis is going to explain anything about your son, they're wrong. If they're thinking that, He's choosing to do it some days and not others. We would need to have a good explanation for why that would be. And if they're thinking that a consequence is going to fix it, we've got history on our side there. It never has. Here's what I would recommend. Let's, do, let's, let's um, stage this. Let's get the information from your son first. And by the way... I know that because that's hurdle number one. Let's get him talking. Um, Let's see if your use of the drilling strategies gets it done. Let's see if the drilling strategies don't get it done, if guessing gets it done. You know, I know that the school unsolved problems are the top priority, but you may 
I don't think you're going to be able to do all three steps on a school-based unsolved problem. So if you want to get practice at the three steps, you might want to do an unsolved problem that is actually within your purview. Because okay. I don't think you're going to be able to solve the problems at school at home. But if he's, if he's having difficulty clearing the table after dinner, that's your purview, not theirs. Right? That one you can solve all the way through. Let's get him talking on, an, on one that you think he won't have a problem talking about. The ball rolling on him providing you with information once then I would turn my attention to the school problems, and then you would have uh, a tougher road to navigate with the school. But you can always call in here again in January and let us know how that went. Um, because, you know, number one agenda, let's get your son talking and, and see if we can make that happen. Number two, let's crack the door open very slightly for the folks at school um, and what I'm saying to you are things that we say to everybody, right? Um, the reason you're saying he is choosing not to do it sometimes, sometimes and not others, is because you don't really understand, and I wouldn't say it this way to them, is because you don't really know what, why he's able to do it sometimes and not others. But that's the reality. And the reason you still think consequence is going to solve whatever it is is because you don't know whatever it is yet. And consequences are your default intervention. What a pity. But let's well, get him and, talking. And some of the things that you've some of the things you've talked about with you know, he he has had suspensions, he has had he feels like he gets in trouble at school and he doesn't learn anything at school and he doesn't want to go to school. And so like right now he's on an at risk referral because he lost it with a kid and told him he was gonna stab him in the eye. Mm. So he's not having a so good time at school, so that's probably adding to, you know, <laughs> not wanting to do work at school. Well, we, we're going to, you know, before he got frustrated over how he's being treated at school, um, I think he was probably frustrated about things he was having difficulty with at school. And the whole situation has simply compounded because none of the problems have been solved yet. And in some kids, when the problems don't get solved, they just get more and more frustrated. And their way of communicating that gets worse and worse. They're communicating that through their concerning behavior. It gets worse and worse. So I don't love the scenario because I don't like seeing kids get worse and worse needlessly and because adults still think that consequences are going to accomplish something that consequences aren't going to accomplish. So, um, but let's get him talking first. And now okay. I'm going to ask Kim, our director of outreach, if she wants to change anything that I just said. Kim, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I would not change anything you said. I would just add one piece um, that you were getting to toward the end about, um, you know, you sort of working on an unsolved problem in your wheelhouse because I think that'll do two things. Um, it'll help you kind of split up what you had said, you know, at the beginning, it's kind of clumped what I'm dealing with right now. So it will kind of help you split those out because you really do want to do that. And then when you have success going to the school and saying, you know, we were consequencing him at home too. It wasn't getting the job done. Now we realize blah, 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 blah. And we have found something that actually is helping and we're seeing a change. Could we interest you in what this is all about? You know, um, 
that's the only piece I was going to tie those two little things together. But, um, yeah, I hope you call back in. <laughs> well, I'll try to remember the first Tuesday next month. Put it, put it in your smartphone um, <laughs> because it, once your son starts talking to you, you may have the bigger problem ahead of you. Um, and that is how to persuade folks who are absolutely convinced that what they're doing is the right thing to do, that it's not working. Now, once again, you have history on your side. The evidence is before them. They're just not seeing it clearly. Um, but the evidence is there, and he's just getting more and more frustrated. So I don't love the picture at all. We, we come across it a lot. Um, please do call back in. But do you feel like you're solid on what you need to do to see if we can get him talking? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get the drilling cheat sheet and try, try to work more with him on that. Just worry about number one, number two, and number eight, and especially number one, and let's see if we can get some information out of that kid. Because to tell you the truth, I have a feeling, given what you've described, that he's been struggling for quite some time, and what's been missing is the info. Well, um, I appreciate it. I've been reading your things for a long time, and I really I feel like they're going to help if I can just get people on board. So that's kind of the struggle. You, you, but You know where to call so we can help you out. All right. Thank you. Take care, and we hope your Thank holidays you. are pleasant. You too. Bye. Take care. Kim, we have another caller who has called oh, in. Wonderful. I get Great. the feeling, based on the number that I'm seeing, that it may not be North America, but we're about to find out. Are you ready? Ready. Caller from our mystery country, you are now on the air. What's on your mind today? <laughs> the mystery country is the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands, right to say, how nice. <laughs> Guys are doing very well in, the, in, the, in FIFA right now, but uh, we'll see what lies ahead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who to, uh, who to route for when I was watching that game. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the, the problem that's on my mind, um, it's, it's a lengthy one. Um, I've got a, well, my youngest child is, uh, is 13. Uh, currently, we moved to the Netherlands from the U.S., and you can tell by my accent that we're Dutch, but we have lived in the U.S. for eight years uh, in 2020. Um, and throughout 2021, and uh, especially since September last year, uh, my youngest has not been doing well. And um, we tried to get help, and it's very much. Uh, and there were always reasons that something would be a problem. So, so I want to thank you first for your book, because I'm finally up put on new lenses and where I thought there wasn't any motivation, I'm now starting to think that maybe there is motivation, but there are lacking skills. But the lacking skills just got worse and worse and worse. And um, uh, she, who used to be a she, and who now goes through life as a he, um, Mm -hmm. is refusing to go to school, um, refusing to do really anything that um, helps him grow. Um, and at first, things at home just got worse, um, fighting with brothers and sisters, fighting with us, because, of course, we were using all the traditional methods that had really backfired on us with the older two. But 
up now. And so after reading most of your book and listening to your podcasts and um, looking at your videos um, and working with the therapist, uh, the family therapist that we're working with, this, this seems to help us. So we found peace again at home um, in that we're no longer fighting all the time. We've pretty much planned seed everything we can think of. Uh, but I've got a child that's still not going to school. We changed schools mm-hmm. and he's gone to school for about five days this year and we've been trying to unpack it and said that that would be the only thing to put in plan B. Um, got some understanding from what was holding him back. He feels stupid. He feels he doesn't belong, of course, uh, to some extent because of all the of, of gender dysphoria. So from my perspective, with not, I don't always have the right lenses on. Um, I feel that he's made his life um, ridiculously difficult and no wonder that it's no fun to go to school and I struggle uh, with my lenses and I struggle to unpack the problem uh, to a place where I can get him to go to school and because we've planned seed everything else he now spends full days in front of Netflix nights in front of Netflix doesn't go to bed until late at night and um, wakes up um, too late um, and it just feels like we're going from bad to worse on the one hand and better on the other hand, if, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. We appreciate you calling in. Kim, do you want to take a crack at that first, or do you want me to? <laughs> um, well, I we could probably tag team if you would like. Let's tag um, team. You're um, first. Great. All right. Um, I'm really glad to hear that a measure of peace has returned to your home. That is a um, really wonderful thing and can certainly appreciate that you're kind of like, okay, things are better. Now we want to solve a problem. Um, I wonder how much um, transparency you've used in talking about your shift from plan A to plan C and now to plan B. Have you found words that he would understand um, to, you know, kind of tell him about why you've done things the way you've done things and why you're hoping to now partner with him on the going to school piece. That is, um, of course, a good question. Uh, No, we we have not, uh, apart from the fact that we've indicated when we started drilling into the uh, going to school part, we've we've tried to indicate that we wanted to find solutions together. So that I think he realizes. And um, as opposed to the previous caller, about it. Can I point out that we did? You're you're breaking up a little bit, so if you've if you've changed locations, go, go back to where you were in the beginning because we could hear you then, but you're breaking up now. Yeah, I've not moved. Unfortunately, it's the uh, unreliability. <laughs> and that's not what it my, is. Uh, <laughs> See what happens when you guess? We can, we can hear you again now. Okay. So I tried, uh, we tried to explain that we were trying to solve things together, and so has the school. Um, but we haven't explained a change of fact. I listened to some of your old blogs and I heard some mixed uh, emotions about that from 
and, and mixed reactions. So I was afraid to share um, too much about it. I thought he's going to notice eventually. <laughs> Am I still there? Yeah. Um, you are. I'm, yeah, okay. Um, what, so what, just so I understand better, what's your worry about being explicit? Um, there, there isn't really any. No, apart from the book cover. <laughs> I don't have to show the book cover. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit because I've actually got the U.S. version of the book, so it doesn't have the screaming child on the phone. Um, ah. uh, but, uh, yeah. um, uh, but no, I, 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 how? Why, why do you ask? Do you think that would, you, you must think that that would help to, to say, look, we're trying um, to do something I, different? Well, I think that when, um, something we talk about a lot with families, when they've sort of plan seed everything or just about everything, and then they're trying to go with plan B, um, I think sometimes it's, it's nice to say, particularly with an older kid, you know, what we realized we were doing, the way we thought we could help you, you know, by having you be in trouble and taking away screens and doing everything that you did that was plan A, we realized wasn't working. So what we did was we just sort of kind of stopped and just sort of wanted to make sure, you know, we love you. We're trying to help you here. We just want peace here. Now we have that. Now we're in a better place to move forward, but we don't want to move forward the way we were doing things. We want to move forward on things that are not working in this family, right, together by being partners and hearing each other out and then selecting a solution that you will like and we will like. And that's sort of what we're moving towards, right? And sort of laying that groundwork. Certainly the um, difficulty going to school is a big unsolved problem, right? And it sounds like you've tried a solution of without maybe having all the information or having some of it, you have some of it, but maybe not having all the information about what was making it hard to school by switching schools, right? So there's, um, I guess kind of similar to the question that Dr. Green asked the previous caller, do you feel like you have a good handle on all the things? And my guess is it's a lot of things that are making it difficult to go to school. I know you mentioned some, he feels stupid and he doesn't feel like he belongs. Are there are there other things or is that mainly it? And that, and then I'd want to know, so was that the same at both of the school settings or was it different? There's something to know about that solution, not working of changing schools. Yeah. And uh, no, that, that, that's absolutely right. There, there is a lot. Um, it feels like every time we solve something, the next thing comes around the corner until we get back into the gender discussion and, um, we feel a little bit, well, I feel a little bit taken hostage um, by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because then, then it's the children at school who are supposedly homophobic or they're toxic or, and then I get all kinds of language that I don't like. Um, so it, it, at times I feel I'm walking into a brick wall that I cannot, um, that we cannot change anyway. But of course that isn't the real reason. It's, you're right, there's... Um, my husband's more patient. He said we need to just keep chipping away at it. <laughs> he did put the lenses on and um, they fit him better, I think, or more easily. Um, and he's patient enough to say we need to keep chipping away at it. And I just look at this child on the couch in front of Netflix and I just get desperate. 
sure. Understandable. Do you, Dr. Green, you want to jump in here or you want me to keep going? Well, I think that looking at your child on the couch when you know that your child should be in school and feeling like you haven't been able to make movement on that unsolved problem yet is certainly um, going to cause you frustration. Um, Thanks. <laughs> and the scenario that you're in is not an unfamiliar one. Um, if Jennifer, our um, uh, social media coordinator, was on the call today, she would tell you that she plan seed everything and then started getting plan B going. And so what you've done is you've restored peace to your household through plan C, but um, you've also picked the biggest and most difficult unsolved problem to start with plan B. So I, I get the reasoning. We're only going to focus on one thing here, but it's the thing we care about the most. But at the same time, and I, I get why that's the one you care about the most, um, that's a hard way to get plan B going. And um, I'm not sure that that's the ideal choice in this case, and I'm only saying that because of what you're telling me, right? Um, so I guess what I'm wondering is, you, you picked the tallest mountain to climb. It's a difficult mountain to climb, and y'all haven't been able to climb it yet, and that's frustrating. So one question is, is there any progress to be made on anything else just so you can get the communication ball rolling and perhaps get a few solutions under your belt that um, are on problems that are not going to be quite as massive as this one is to solve? The only other thing I would say is that, yes, um, the gender piece is apparently what keeps coming up, but that doesn't mean that all roads lead to the gender piece. Um, as I'm hearing it, and I could be wrong, but as I'm hearing it, um, the gender piece is a very big piece of what's going on here. I wonder if there are other pieces to what are going on here. I, I'd, I'd like to see if we can make it so that all roads, all concerns don't lead to the gender piece because yeah. you may be able to address some of the other ones as so long as it becomes clear that all roads don't lead to the gender piece. And the only other thing I would say is that um, at the moment, he is seeing the gender piece as unsolvable, which is why he's still sitting on the couch watching Netflix all day. Um, yeah. I don't know if the gender piece is unsolvable. At the moment, he thinks it is. I'd want to separate the gender piece from other things that are making it hard for him to go to school. Um, you're going to have to tackle those concerns one at a time. That's going to take some sorting through. But I feel like the most important thing here is to make it so that all roads don't lead to the gender piece. What do you think? Thank you. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and I was smiling a little bit as you were speaking because I, I said to my husband, I said to my husband yesterday, we might as well drop school because he isn't going anyway. So we might as well plan to see it. And Dr. Green would say, because um, I think on one, your, one of your podcasts you do that, Dr. Green would say, well, if, if they aren't going anyway, you might as well 
<laughs> see it because plan A definitely isn't going to work. So, because um, I, I kind of felt that it's, it, it is too big and other smaller ones are starting to get bigger as a result. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe go, going to bed on time and getting up at, on time, maybe that's one. We did, we did to practice try the, the toothbrushing <laughs> earlier on um, uh, about six, six, eight weeks ago. Sort of <laughs> That was our practice. Um, but uh, yeah. But yes, but I, I I like what you're saying because if I if we choose if we choose some smaller ones um, that don't have anything to do with the gender piece uh, that may help us regain his trust also around the collaborative problem solving and doing it together. Maybe right. Maybe yeah. Um, I do thank That's you for your book and but, for all your materials. By the way, oh, <laughs> absolutely. That this is why I wrote it. But by the way, it doesn't mean you would be dropping school forever. And here's the only other thought that I had. Tim Kim has probably had the same thought. The unsolved problem currently is difficulty going to school. Um, I wonder, and if you've decided, you know what, we don't have that expectation right now. Um. I wonder if the unsolved problem got changed culty participating in any form of academic learning. Because um, I don't, I, I, since I don't know your situation very well, I don't know if he's going to school anytime soon, but I don't want to set it up so that the only way he can participate in academic learning is by going to school. And so that may require for now a bit of modification of the actual expectation. You now don't expect him to go to school, but you do expect that he will do some academic learning and what can that look like? Um, So that may be another angle to consider. Um, Right now, the way I'm hearing it, all academic learning can only take place if he shows up at school. Um, I don't know if that's happening, but that doesn't mean academic learning can't take place. No, and you would you would think that after all we've done throughout COVID that we could be creative enough to come up with some solutions there. It's definitely something I can discuss with school. Uh, Absolutely, because I promise you, he's not the only one who's not showing up post-COVID. Yeah. Thank you. you. You've got a tough one there, but it doesn't sound like you are. It doesn't sound like you are surrounded by brick walls. It just sounds like you've got a tough one there, and um, it does sound like you can potentially navigate your way through it. Same offer to you as our previous caller. If you want follow up on any of this, we'll be here again the first Tuesday of January. I found you now. I'll be back. <laughs> Thank there you. There you go. Good luck and say it's hi to the Netherlands. much appreciated. I will do. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Well, those were two very interesting calls, I would say. Um, we really don't have time for another question. We only have about five minutes left. Any um, quick holiday advice for people? Oh, right. Um, well, <laughs> I can tell it. One that I am, I am embracing myself is I am going to reduce my expectations <laughs> for holiday time um, because 
I can see the writing on the wall that things are not going to play out the way that I had hoped in many different ways. And so I'm embracing the reduction in expectations and um, <laughs> restoring my sanity around that, hopefully. And, you know, uh, I think that's going to lead to a more peaceful holiday time for, for us over here. How about you, Dr. Green? You know, I was um, in a meeting it must have been last week, where we were doing an icebreaker. And I'm always skeptical of icebreakers anyways, but um, I was asked, the icebreaking question was, if you could be anywhere in the world during the holidays, where would it be? <laughs> and my answer was, I would be right here in Maine, in my home, trying to uh, make things as peaceful and low-key as possible. Um, you know, all of us are still coming off of COVID. 2022 was quite the year for lives in the balance. 2023 is going to be even more special. Um, all I want to do is hang out here in Maine and just chill. So I don't have young kids like you do, though, so my children are a little bit more willing to cooperate um, but I'll have both of them here with me for at least part of the holiday, and nothing could make me happier. And there you have it. That sounds lovely. And I would have guessed that's what you would have said. <laughs> uh, well, you know how much I love the state of Maine. I never want to leave. We well, wish all great. of our listeners, though, a very happy holiday if you're celebrating, and we hope you have a great month if you're not celebrating. And we will be back again next month, possibly with the two callers that we had today. I certainly hope so. Those were really very interesting ones. And to tell you the truth, helped us a lot of the points that we like to cover with people. So thank you. Kim, you awesome. have a great holiday, See too. You. Thank you. See you all on January 3rd. Take care. Take care, everybody.